it's Jen the Builder. And Corey. Welcome to Take the Elevator, guys. We're so here that you're here to take this ride. Indeed. Last Monday of the month. Oh, yeah. It, it's another month just gone. Yeah. They say that typically right after, what is it, 4th of July weekend, that the years just zoom by. Really? Yeah, and I think it's true. I definitely believe it's true. I'm trying to figure out how to slow it down just a little bit because August has some really good dates in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. August is one of the best months of the year. Of all time. Of all time. Speaking of slowing it down, you and I really slowed it down this weekend as far as not going out. But you did not slow us down in this house. In fact, I think you sped it up. I was having a bit of a frustrated time trying to keep up, but so glad that we did everything that we did this weekend. Yeah, I'm so sorry. But I, if I don't push that fast forward button when it's doing stuff like when we're doing things like this. Yeah, it really gets me off because I can't handle going days upon days without accomplishing my goal. Yeah. So here's a fun fact about you, Corey. I'm putting you totally on the spot. People who don't know, you did voiceovers and things like that in a past life, right? I sure did. So if I said, make the sound of a tape fast-forwarding, what does that sound like? <laughs> Dang, on the spot, that was good. Uh, okay. I mean, for on the spot, I thought that was really good. Oh, okay. <laughs> so for those who are new to us, welcome. This is just a place where we talk. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't. But the idea here and the motivating force is to elevate you, bring you joy, bring you happiness, give you new information, find a different way to look at things, those kind of things, you know? Uplift you and make you feel a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of uplifting, I don't know if you guys had a nap this weekend. I had to have one, and I had a six-hour one on Saturday. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, and it was so needed. Like, I just remember before, way back in the day, where I could just go, 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 and didn't need much sleep. Now... Oh, no. Like, my body's not having it. It needs rest. Well, between Thursday, Friday, and today, I, I have to admit, I ran us pretty ragged. I, I had us doing a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm sure that had played a big part in it as well. And guess what? You guys, when I'm tired like this, and I don't know if you do this, but I give myself like a, a reward or a surprise. It's not really a surprise if I know what I'm getting. But like after this recording... Corey is taking me down the street to Coffee Bean, and I'm getting a treat. Oh, yeah. And I'm so excited. I'm actually excited myself. <laughs> Every day, elevate. Every day. So last Wednesday, we talked about MBTI and we went over how people take in information and we went from sensing and talked about that preference type and then um, intuition or intuitive. So this is all about new data. Corey, what's crazy is that over the week, last week, there was a lot of new data, new information to take in. And we had just talked about people throughout social media or people we know talking about a shift yeah. And so I felt it. I, I mean, shifts into 
you just know you're going to be catapulted into something totally new. Not scared. I'm actually excited because I feel that a lot of this stuff is actually for the better. Oh, okay. Um, I'm following you on the not scared, kind of excited. However, I'm. Yeah, that's our personal stuff. Yeah. I think I know where you're going. Go ahead. I'm, I'm a little unnerved. Mm. And I have some reservations about some things that I've been hearing about and seeing and watching. I'm, I'm listening to narratives that don't quite fit the situation. And it's bothersome. I'm hearing facts being twisted on purpose. And it's bothersome. Oh, I hate that. And I'm also watching people be manipulated by, and I'm going to just say it, stars and entertainers that have an agenda. And I don't know if they're being paid for this stuff or it's just something that they decided to take on, which I very, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that people don't just take on things or take them on. Mm. And so I, I hate when the narrative is agenda written and motivated. So it makes you have to dig so much deeper for the truth. And, and that's bothersome. So that's why I'm not as at ease with this whole thing. Yeah, that that is so true. And thanks for pointing that out because there have been a lot, there has been a lot of news about those kind of changes. So let's talk about that before I go into what I'm excited about as if I'm not in reality, very much am in reality. Mm-hmm. In fact, we were supposed to go back into the office in September And we just received an announcement from our CEO that we were going to be pushed back until January. And that's because of the Delta variant. Right. And so people we know have gotten COVID even after their vaccinations. Yeah. And I've had people call me because they were a little confused with that because Sometimes when you're in the middle of things and there's so much information coming your way, and again, we're talking about processing, we're not stopping to think about the logical part of things. Right. Right. So some people actually thought that if they did get vaccinated, then they weren't going to get COVID. And it doesn't make you not susceptible. What they're saying is, is your symptoms aren't as severe. Correct. But as you said, I've I've heard people tell me, but I don't even want it in my body. I don't want it even in my system. Want what? The uh COVID. Okay. Um, just being sick, period, or having symptoms. Right. And that's understandable. You know, I mean, if you don't want it, you don't want it. I'm not saying that you should want it. I'm just simply saying when you don't have all the information, you don't have all the truth. It's really hard to make up your mind on what you really want to do and how you really want to go about doing it. Mm -hmm. Very trying times for me, for me, you know, I'm not putting this on anybody else, just what I'm going through. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And we have to be a respecter of everyone's beliefs and their opinions and what they're comfortable with and not. And I am glad to say though, that people in our lives knowing where we're at, I don't feel like we're being judged for it. You know, I think we're just kind of trying to figure everything out and do our research and and wait till we're comfortable with whatever it is that we decide upon. And I think I've learned that through time is 
just to be still a little bit and let things simmer and settle and get more information on things. And that's just where we stand. Yeah. You know, um, another thing that, and I don't know if you have kiddos in school, let me know if you feel this way. I've had parents that I've talked to say, you know, they're pushing back from people going into the office, but yet our kids are supposed to be back in school. And so that makes parents feel uneasy. And I want to have an honest conversation about that because first of all, I don't have, we don't have kids that are in school anymore. They're grown. Our kids are teaching school. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And so I don't know how I'd feel. I've, you know, even when they were younger, I always kind of battled that internally, like where, where's the line between what, the government says about your kids in school and what you say as as parents, if you're not comfortable, why do you not have that right to not have your kids there right? for safety's sake? So I'll give you a little bit of information and history about me. A lot of people try to figure out where the big disconnect in my belief system and how I understand and how I learn. What I forgot is that I was homeschooled for the latter part of my high school years. Mm. So I didn't have a lot of things going on that some of the other kids may have had going on. And it wasn't because of mom or dad saying, I don't want you in public school. It was simply because I was, you know, pursuing my musicianship and and entertainment Mm -hmm. lifestyle and was offered an opportunity to go on the road and tour from, you know, from 10th grade to, you know, mid 12th grade. And so uh, I homeschooled throughout that time. And so I I do realize now that it changed my outlook and my opinion about how most kids feel about school. So and I wasn't interested in in going to prom and and uh, grad night, although I did go. It just wasn't a big deal to me. And a lot of the things that kids got excited about, that, that wasn't really what my focus was on. My focus and it wasn't on making money. Because I didn't make a lot of money during that time. But what I did do was I established myself as an artist during yeah, that time. And got your experience. Got my experience, yeah. Which is priceless. Um, but yeah, you're right. A lot of kids see I was the exact opposite. Prom, well, I went to private school, so it was called a banquet. Because, <laughs> you know, believe it or not, we weren't allowed to dance at that school. No way. Really. I, I mean, did they, not it was, know that. And that's probably why I dance so much now. Wow. <laughs> So, yeah, we weren't allowed to dance. It was Guys, I'm learning but... stuff in real time. I did not know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But still looked forward to it. Looked forward to grad night at Disneyland. So, yeah, a lot of our teenagers are missing out on things that would have normally happened. In fact, you know, where we live, we just drove by a high school. We drive by there frequently, and mm-hmm. they've created an amazing football field. And I'm oh, just, yeah, yeah. right. And it's like, oh, the kids are going to have such a great time enjoying that. But I know the parents are very concerned about their kids in school. So maybe we can, you know, bring that topic up with some of our friends who are teachers or superintendents at a school district and just talk about that. Where's that line between the parents' right to raise their kids and make decisions on behalf of them? Because I, if it, if the law hasn't changed, I believe that if you don't have your kid in school, it's like a truancy, and you can go to court for that. 
Yeah, but that's if the kid is just, well, I don't even want to get into all the logistics of that. Uh, I'll get some facts before I uh, disseminate that type of information. However, you had asked me, did I have a find one, name one? And at the time you had asked me, I did not, but I do remember having one. So I wanted to point this out. The shift, we had talked about the shift Mm -hmm. in society and life and then just the overall mood. Um, I did find out uh, this weekend that artists um, such as Drake, Little Wayne, uh-huh. mainstream big artists are selling their catalogs so they don't own their own music anymore. And companies are wow. buying them up. And and so it's not just a little bit. I mean, they're they're selling the entire catalogs. And it's the minimum that I saw was 100, wait, 100 million? Dang, that's a lot. Yeah. And so that means they give up rights to their songs. To everything. And do you think it's um, out of somewhat of a desperation because of COVID and they haven't been able to make their music off performances and stuff? It's absolutely because of that. And you know what? It may have been 100,000 minimum uh, selling. Please don't don't quote me on that. Um, But it's up in the... Hundreds of thousands. I, I know that right. much. That makes sense. Yeah. But I think, and I don't know much about the music industry in that level, but for me, I think that's a low ball. 100,000 for music that people can use without, and it doesn't belong to anymore. Right. And we know that artists are very particular about the music that they write and that, and that they've performed to. And there's a little bit of a grieving process as you let go of something that you've created and you can and anyone can do whatever they want with that yeah but if you realize hint hint that you're not going to be able to make money anymore from your tours mm. or your concerts for whatever reason yeah um you you're not also not going to be receiving those royalty checks anymore yeah uh and then if you're recording new music and if you're in the into the entertainment world you know this if you record something and put it on Spotify, it's pretty much free music at that point. But right. someone's going to put it on YouTube and then everyone's going to be listening to your music. They might not listen to it, listen to it in public because they may get a flag for listening to someone's music, but they're going to listen to your music anyway. And so it's pointless nowadays to really release new material. And that's why a lot of artists do concerts based on their old material opposed to doing a mm-hmm. whole nother LP or EP. Right. And you had said earlier, right? Like um, some of what was bothering you is that you see celebrities pushing an agenda and it comes off very deceiving. And you're like, I don't know if they're getting paid or not, but you know what? They might be. Yeah. Because again, you get used to a certain lifestyle and this totally does a 360 on the way you live. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and I already did the math on that. If you're used to living off of, let's say $200,000 a year, and that's pretty much from concerts and touring and so forth and so on. And you go nowhere for an entire year. That means no income. If you yeah. have no sponsorship, then you're desperate. Yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah, it really is. It is. Well, when we get back, I really want to focus on this shift and kind of what that feels like. People say, well, what do you mean by that? And how can you sense a shift? What does that look like? What does that feel like? So 
Do you mind if we talk about that? Absolutely after this? Yeah, let's do All it. Right. Every day, elevate. Every day, elevate. So we are back and we are going to talk more in depth about the shift and the change and just how things are slowly altering in our lives and, and everyone is starting to feel the effects of a lot of this stuff. So Jen, bring us in. Let us know what's going on. Yeah, I'm going to explain how it is from my experience. And so not everyone's experience is the same. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to explain it as simply as possible. So whenever there's a shift, I don't know it like right in the beginning, but this is sometimes what happens to me. I am very much a morning routine mindset type of person. Right. The last few weeks, I didn't feel like doing it. I was kind of down in the slumps, you know, like I just was lacking that motivation. And then there's a certain period in time where that shift happens and then it's like you're back on and then you desire those things. You miss those things. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Another thing I experience is this. I have a very different belief system than a friend that I'm very close to. And we were experiencing the same things, but describing it differently, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. So when the shift happens, it it doesn't mean like, oh, if you're this religious belief or if you're that, it, it only happens with one group. No, this shift is like what they would call universal, universal worldwide, yeah. right? So- Those are some things that I sense. And then there's this need for big change in my life. Like I feel like, okay, there's a big change that needs to happen. So like for us, it pretty intense. We shifted completely and pretty much moved half of what was upstairs, maybe a third of what was upstairs to downstairs and even shifted our home as far as design and decor and everything, which is a lot of work and it's a lot of work on you. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, and I just kind of came around and, and put everything up that I could, but those are the things that happened to me in a shift. Even with my health, I can feel it. I feel groggy, sleepy. And then all of a sudden I feel awake and alert. Right. Right. What did you experience anything like that? I did. And what I was pretty much going through was I'm torn Torn in the fact that, you know, what I'm doing right now is I'm I'm getting dates for the, the band to play and mm-hmm. and so I'm acquiring equipment and, and doing, you know, the, the band thing and, and the business thing. And so sometimes you hear things in your in your heart, you're like, Should I be doing this? Should I even be concerned about this right now? I mean, but the question is, is that if I'm not doing this, then what am I doing? And if I'm not concerned about this, then what am I concerned about? I'm, I'm taking care of house and home. I'm taking care of work and a career. So that stuff is tended to. However, the things that I'm currently active in doing, I if I let it go and, and nothing actually changes, then what? Then I've, I've let something go for absolutely no reason. But if it does change... Then I've done all this stuff. And then it's like, for what? What did you do all this stuff for? So I, I'm feeling that tension tension of should I continue or should I slow down? Should I speed up? 
it's it's really it feels reckless at times, but then mm. there's no safety in what, what's happening in in the world. Right. So then, what do you end up doing after asking yourself those questions? Do you have a tendency to keep going, or do you slow it down? I go forward cautiously, and I'm still listening very closely to some truths, some lies, some deceit, and you you're just trying to fish it out what what's real what's not real what's what's worth listening to what's because I, I i'm not one of those kind of people that just take the first word at, at what people say or what things are happening i need some backbone i need something definitive something that says this is what it is and this is what you need to do mm. and that's funny because that brings us back to taking in information right you are sensing that's critical for you critical for me it's about if i feel inspired to do it yeah and then i'm just gonna do it and that usually is despite what's going on despite what people may say if it feels right yeah i go for it so i really want to know is there anybody out there feeling the same way i'm feeling Is, is is anyone as uncomfortable with the way things are going but you know you have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I just need some help with that. And if anyone is on that same page, I would love to hear from you. Same. And I want I want to add just one more thing to that because I remember talking to someone years ago, and they had said it's annoying. It's too much work. It's just not worth it to just figure it out and wonder what's truth and what's not. And so I said. Oh man, you know, is that, do you feel like you're becoming numb to these things? Like it's just easier for you to receive what it is they want to give you. Right. And so I challenge us to take the elevator to not hit that point. You always want to be critically thinking this is your life, your journey, your family depends on you, your husband, your wife, you know, people you work with, whatever that is, don't ever become so numb and so muted by the noise. And that's why we say at Genco, right? Let's yeah. make let's make some noise. Let's make some noise. Yeah. Our noise. Because noise is going to happen. Noise is happening now. All the time. Make your own noise. Mm-hmm. The and, noise that counts. Right? <laughs> right? All right, you guys. Well, we hope that this has helped you in some kind of way. You know us to take the elevator. We say look up and let's elevate. elevate. Every day.